So, this podcast, is it any good? Eh, they follow some shite clubs, but it's a pretty good podcast. Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Absolutely brilliant from Liverpool. And for Barcelona, chaotic, catastrophic. A sensational start. A controversial start. And it's advantage to the Reds. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Smith, welcome in. It's the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. I had a conversation with a coworker earlier today, Darren. Uh, recently got a new job, so I'm meeting some new coworkers. And I am chatting with someone named Sean, who moved from Chicago not too long ago. And I was just asking, hey, what are some of your favorite places in San Diego? And he's like, I really love this brewery in Chula Vista called Three Punk Ales. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, dude. I love that place. That's familiar. And I talked about Golsh and uh, Sean lives in Pacific beach and will venture to Chula Vista because he loves the beer so much at three punk ales, three punk ales delivers the podcast sport clips where it's good to be a guy as well. Darren, it's a pleasure to see you. You are drinking three punk ales at the moment. I am drinking a Golsh Jordan. Cause you know, we South Bay people, we got to support our own. Sorry that we've been on hiatus a little bit. You can blame me for that. Life's been a little bit upside down. Jordan just went through this a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. where Jordan moved from East County to North County. I've now moved as well. I'm sorry to our guy, Drew, from the locals, who hit me up on Twitter and said, hey, I moved to North Park and you moved to Imperial Beach. Nothing personal, Drew. This was in the works when you moved to North Park. You're going to love that neighborhood. I love that neighborhood. But we had to take a little bit of a hiatus because life was really upside down and chaotic. Moved to Imperial Beach so I can be closer to Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. So I get it. I understand that people want to be closer to Three Punk. I look forward to seeing Steve and Familia. That is one of the great reasons to be in South Bay, Jordan. But my bad that we couldn't podcast over the last couple of weeks. There was so much to talk about. Thankfully, we had Match Day Live. Cheers to you. Cheers to three punk ales in Chula Vista. Cheers to San Diego loyal finishing a 32 match season, going to the postseason for the first time ever. Cheers to your Chelsea cup that you're drinking out of right now. Cheers across the board. It's great to be back and it's great to see you. Cheers to you listeners. Cheers to you. Also, I'll take some blame here as well. Darren is taking all the blame just because he moved. I deserve some blame as well. I've just been very emotional since loyal season ended. I've just needed some time to kind of think about the whole year. It was a longer season, 32 matches. You just said, did it, it was, that was different than 2020. And I knew it would be longer because I, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I think back to our very first trip when we went to God awful Chandler, Arizona, and we did a fantastic show with a beautiful backdrop the match, not so great, but it was fun. And that feels like it was years ago, to be honest with you. So it was a longer season and it's officially over. So I've just taken some time to kind of take it all in a slow start, very fun in the middle. And unfortunately a very slow finish. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, and, and 
having been around it and been involved with it, like you and I were, it just, you know, it's weird not to have something to look forward to, you know, right? Like at the end of a long season like that, part of you is like, okay, you sort of look at the, you know, the positives of, you know, weekends, and, you know, what all the good that came from the 2021 season. But then the flip side is like, oh, well, like I don't have a match this weekend. I don't have to go to, to like it's, it's a little weird when you do something on a regular basis since why, what was the first week of the year? When was that, that we went out to Chandler? April, April. I, you know, that's been part of our lives. We had preseason matches in March. There's no break. You know, you and I were like powering right through. I missed one match because I wasn't feeling well. You spent one match at home because you had a close contact and that was it. You know, you and I were there for, for all of that. So I loved it. I really did. Uh, Labor of love, as they like to say, truly appreciative of the people some of whom are there and some of whom are not truly appreciative of the opportunity that you and I were given not only last year to be part of it during the pandemic, where you really felt like you were letting people in and giving people a view inside of Torero stadium for 16 matches doing match day live from stone brewing and Liberty station by ourselves you know, to what was this year, which was a real growth year. You know, I, I know we can focus in on, the soccer, we can focus in on how it ended. Like you said, really tough start, high points in the middle, disappointing ending. But given it in a couple of days, recording on a Thursday, six days from the season ending, all in all, uh, you know, thankful for the people who we interacted with. Thank you for the opportunity from San Diego Loyal. You know, like that was to be part of something like that is truly unique. And uh, I'm really glad that you, and, and I wouldn't rather do it with anybody else than you. So to get that opportunity to be as involved as we were, uh, I, again, it's, it's an experience I'm never going to forget. I'm disappointed that it ended, but man, it was a good run. I, it was finished at stone, finished with the locals, finished with the president of the locals, Steve, who joined us on the very first episode and then was the last man standing on match day live. As I exited the stage, I, I, did you as well? Was it just, I believe it was just Steve at the end of the show, right? We wrapped up match day live. If you haven't seen this, please go to the San Diego loyal YouTube page. Jordan and I bounced off the set. Steve Brockoff was the president of the locals. He wore how many different SD loyal shirts was he wearing? Like seven or eight. He has so <laughs> many. Be, he, he, the, the one wait. that stands out is the yellow one. Cause yeah. no one else has that. Yeah. At least I don't think anyone else has that. I've never seen it on anyone else. And he had them I all. I think it was six. Let me look it up. He texted it to me. So he had them all on for some reason. And we said, hey, here's a perfect way to end match day live. Just strip. Just take one <laughs> shirt at a time. And Hold so on. Let's, let's choose our words wisely here. What did we ask him to do to finish match day live? Strip, didn't we? Okay, we said, that's fair. Take your shirt off. Shirts no, off. You're right. We asked him to strip to finish match day live. Is that appropriate? The, the final image of match day live for 2021 was the president of the locals disrobing. <laughs> he had all these shirts on. He had like six or seven shirts on. So he just six. sat there. He had six on. And took these shirts off. And, and you and I were, were out of there. We we're like, hey, see you later. Like, Can we do this? Can we name all six? There was the white one, the green one, the black one, the yellow one, the purple one, and the orange one. I win.
There you go. Good so, job. Adam. Thank you for the assist there. And I appreciate you. Yeah, it was great. And and I will say, you know, Andrew Vasiliadis jumping up on a chair or a table or whatever he was standing on and addressing all the people who were there. That was a fucking amazing turnout, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I wish he uh, joined us on match day live. What's that? I wish he joined us on match day live. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. We were trying to like stick the microphone up there to see what he was saying. You know, all I could hear was like Landon and like Landon and Salt Lake City. And, but uh, that was a fucking kick-ass turnout, man. And I will tell you, like you and I can speak on this from a different perspective, being in sports, being around watch parties that fucking suck. Honestly, I'm just going to tell you some of these watch parties that Jordan and I have been a part of fucking blow. And it's a huge drag. And you go there and maybe you're getting paid. So you don't really give a shit, but nobody fucking shows up and nobody cares. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? This was not one of those. There was everybody was, (laughs) everybody was no, am I wrong? Everybody was so into this. Like it was such a fun thing to be around. And and like, that's really for me as satisfying as the whole season was. I wanted more of that. I wanted to be around that one more time because it's addicting. It's just, you know, it's something that you really, you know, that you, you know, you just don't get a lot of because mm-hmm. most of them are terrible. And this one was awesome. And mm-hmm. you know, local news channels showing up and they're like, wow, I expect this kind of turnout. We fucking own that place. You know, the supporters own that place. That was great. And that's the thing I'm really going to miss because like that was it's a bummer. These things are always shocking when they end. It's always you don't you don't know that you're prepared, but that was a hell of a turnout on i mean we had a great turnout unfortunately the club i I gotta be honest you know unfortunately the team just didn't show up in san antonio no the good news is uh, we can still score a playoff goal next year we've made the playoffs but we're still waiting for our first playoff goal (laughs) hopefully that comes in 2022 yeah Uh, i I did my best this year in all seriousness darren to really appreciate the fun moments that we did have on match day live and there were plenty to choose from i wish i had photos to to show you but those are under hiding key. Apparently we had great moments. The mayor popped champagne with us. Uh, Shannon McMillan set a record. I think officially a world record, if I'm not mistaken for the best champagne pop ever. The cork is, has yet to land. And we had a lot of fun moments. We, we really wanted a few players to celebrate with us by drinking some Buena Vesa after scoring a goal. Unfortunately that didn't happen, but Plenty of fun to be had. On a personal note, my one-year-old son, Luca, was able to go to his first ever match this year. And I brought him over to the local supporter section. And it was a really hot day that day. But I remember Drew was there and he gave us an umbrella and it shaded my little Luca. Thank you, Drew. I still appreciate that. And they took a beautiful photo of me and Luca in the stands. That's something I'm going to cherish forever from this season. Uh, Alejandro Guido, who we just love and adore. And the moment when he came over and shared his man of the match tequila with us, courtesy of the locals. That's a moment that I'll always remember because that's not something that's happening very often as a broadcaster. Who's worked with a lot of different teams here in town, like every single one of them. I haven't done that with any other team. Um, so that's, there is a lot of just really, really cool moments that will stick with me forever. And I really wanted to do that this year because you just, you never know. Like you wanted to appreciate it. Things, things, things change. Like things happen. 
So you just want to appreciate all those moments. And I think, uh, I think that was a, a goal of mine this year. And I did just that. It was yeah. a fun year. It's a disappointing end. Two nil against San Antonio. Not great. I don't think any, how do I say this? How many people, I'll just ask the question. How many people felt really confident going into the match in San Antonio? Cause I didn't feel great about it. Like it wasn't one of those matches. And there were plenty of matches this year where I went in thinking loyal, have this in the bag. Like this is two nil loyal tonight. I did not feel that way going into San Antonio. Part of that is because San Antonio is a really good team and you're playing in their house and they're really, really good there. And that's a team that that's a tough matchup for loyal that showed it was tough. I didn't feel all that confident going in. I didn't think we were going to go in and win three, one. I thought it was going to be something where one, one push extras. And then we were just going to have to get through penalty kicks. That's how I felt going in. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, just based on form, I didn't love it. Didn't love it. I didn't love two points out of the last four regular season matches. Didn't love any of the forever since we won a match. Yeah. It felt that way. Didn't it? But Mm -hmm. you know, when you get into the postseason, especially at this level, when you see RGV knockout Phoenix rising, how fucking awesome was that? When you see orange County or when you see, uh, Oakland roots, you know, you sort of, you can't help but think, okay, it's the postseason. Crazy, crazy shit happens here all the time. Right. So, you know, I was more of that. I, I couldn't, I couldn't build a case, you know, like I couldn't really build a compelling case for why loyal was going to win backfiring motorcycle. I thought someone just ran into your house. No, no, no. We have neighbors like these three college kids who just, you know, bought a beach house. So they're just cruising around on their motorcycles. So anyway, Bitcoin babies running around. Yeah. I mean, like what sort of case can you build? Hey, guess what? San Diego loyal is going to out possession San Antonio, you know, like, no, like that, that's not, (laughs) you know, and they did 70 30, but they got one shot on target. It, It felt like it was a bad matchup. It felt like having home field advantage slip through your fingers three times. It felt like that, that was a hard so costly. You had it's- to get the, it was so like going to San Antonio that just made it so much worse because the matchup was clearly not in our favor. We weren't playing that great. And if we were able to bring a home playoff match and what made it even worse, what made it even worse that week and is seeing it was better to see Phoenix lose. That was fun. Yes. But there's also a bitter part to that. It's fun to dance on their grave, although we're dead as well, but had we actually gotten through, we would have hosted in the next round. And that yeah. makes the weekend even more difficult to stomach. So, Oh, well, take that it. one further. Uh, if, you know, now that Phoenix has lost to RGV, if Oakland beats, uh, no, wait, that's not the right side. There's also a, yeah, actually, I think it is, right? No, o- o- Oakland will play Orange County coming up. But if Oakland beats Orange County, then you would have hosted the Western Conference Final at Terrific Correct. State. Correct. Anyway, that presumes a lot. But we weren't very good against Oakland this year. I don't know no. if I would have felt great again in that matchup. No, that was that, the other thing. Lost that crazy game four three at home. You mm-hmm. know, like it was just a nutty end to the season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I didn't love it. It was just sort of a shrug of hey, it's the postseason. You know, maybe you can put whatever it was that happened over the. And I talked to Landon on the radio on uh, Thursday, and I said, "Do you think there was carryover from the regular season into the postseason game?" And he didn't say no. He said hmm. you know, that that it was it was definitely possible. You know, there was just some 
I don't know what was going on there. I mean, I it just wasn't what, the same team that we saw in the middle of the season. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to, to say. I mean, you know, I have some thoughts. Obviously, like, you know, I think bringing in so many players, talented players, mind you, but bringing in these guys, giving them starting roles, putting your leading scorer on the bench. I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with chemistry. Playing a different keeper in the final match instead of Austin Guerrero. I don't know. Like, I'm just guessing here. I don't have any real insight on it, but. You know, I, I've spent months trying to figure out what the fuck the problem was with the stupid Padres. And, you know, I guess uh, to a certain point, I'm trying to figure that out as well. But I do think big picture. Right. You know, you and I were in a meeting once at the loyal offices before they were in Mission Valley. And I remember they had done some market research, Jordan. Remember this? And they said, you know, we did some market research. Like 5% of San Diego even knows who the hell we are. And... That was early on, and it was totally understandable that 5% knew what a USL expansion team was before it even started playing. What the hell is loyal? I would bet you that number's a lot more today. I, you know, I do really feel like big picture, right? Because there's the on-field, and then there's everything else. I do feel like everything they've done in the community, I do feel like everything that the club stands for, uh, the club's values, uh, bringing people in for the first time. You brought a bunch of people like your close friends, coworkers, you brought them the Torero Stadium. I did the same. I had people who celebrated birthdays there, who were who were coming back. Who I became... converted a forward Madison supporter this season. Look at that. Boom. So, you know, I feel like from that standpoint, the footprint of Loyal definitely grew this year. In its second season, first season with fans, it's easy to overlook that. It's easy to try to compare it to things that have been around for decades, which is idiotic. But, you know, for a second season expansion USL club, I, I mean, I think that there's a lot to be proud of. You know, I do. I think that there's a lot that, you know, the club, re- I mean, even even having an office, having a team store, having a great social media team, the video that they put out, the postseason video of which Jordan Carruth, by the way, is a star. That was amazing. You know, the work that Ryan does uh, here on Veterans Day, Veterans Day, you know, like, They've got the right infrastructure. They've got so many great people who work there that you know, it's only onwards and upwards for this club. And I don't just say that because you and I are, you know, we we're independent contractors, but we work with the club. I mean, I, I say that for good reason. I, I really do believe in this club's future. And I think that this year was a huge step. Yes. Uh, 100% agree with that. And also speaking big picture, this was the first season where we had an entire season with fans in the house. We, we kind of touched on it with match day live, being able to go to viewing parties and everything at stone and all the other places we went to this year. I'm not going to list them all, but we went to a, a lot of places having them at Torero was fantastic because that's something that is even more special than a viewing party at a brewery. You know, that, that is, that's our church. Like that's where we come to gather. And so having that experience for a full season, a real season, that was a massive difference this year. And they delivered. The locals absolutely delivered. There was no slow start, good middle, bad end for the locals. They started strong and they finished strong and they stand out amongst supporters group in this league, um, supporters groups in this league because of all the fun they have 
uh, because of the energy they bring, because of what they're able to do in their interaction with the players, the relationship they have with the players following a match, presenting them with what they do, beer and tequila, fantastic. You have our vote, clearly, if you're doing that. And so that was one of the big takeaways for me as well, just having that energy inside Torero for the first time, because that was not something we had in 2020. And now we get it for the first full year. And it, it was more, the locals clearly uh, are the headliners there, but Torero was packed and Torero sell, was a sellout several times this season. And there was some real, really good energy in a lot of matches. So there's a lot of good to take away. And if, if you're going to take the big picture approach, which we are here in this moment, there's going to be a lot more moments like that, where that energy, like, I guess the most recent one would be when we're taking on Oakland. It's not a great finish because we come up short four three, but who didn't believe that we were going to score a goal and tie that thing up? You know, yeah. the energy inside Torero in that moment was exactly the kind of moment that we've been waiting for, um, waiting for a soccer club to finally come to town because you want to have those moments together. You want, you want to have the off the field and away from the game moments as well. But those are the moments when so much is on the line and you are bringing the energy and you can feel that you're leaving an impact on the match itself. That's why we really wanted a team in town. And so we got to experience that for the first time. And I think, you know, when you talk about Torero being our church, I think that word is the right word because you know what the church did this year, it converted people. We had a lot of converts and, you know, I think about, uh, even though I was a Barcelona fan, I'm still, uh, I got a little PTSD about Liverpool, but I keep thinking about that Liverpool supporters group that has a sign that they hang for Jack Metcalf. And I think about that group, even on days where Liverpool was playing early and all these dudes were out there, God knows what time in the middle of the morning for the Merseyside Derby or whatever. And those dudes showed up and those dudes got it. They understood like, Hey, we're bound by Liverpool, but now we got a local club. And at some point, I, I hope that we, I've seen different uh, penistas, you know, members of the Pena who have been there. I hope we get more of them. I hope that everything that makes San Diego so unique from Chelsea football club to Tottenham to, you know, name it. You know, I, I hope that more and more jump on board with that too, because I really did feel like to you, you know, the, the church converted people into loyal supporters this year, even non soccer people. I felt like they got converted as well. So from that standpoint, it only grows. I mean, it's only going to grow, you know, and um, you know, like a great act, they did leave us wanting more, didn't they? But yeah, I, it, you know, you could sense it. You could feel it. You could look around, you could see, okay, it's not just locals and Chavos, you know, here's all of a sudden, what are these dudes over here all about with Liverpool? What's going on over here? What's going on in this section? Like, you know, it started really taking on a, a great personality. I, when New Mexico United was in town, I met one of their supporters at the team store. And he was like, I was like, oh, you're in the official supporters group for New Mexico United. He's like, well, there's like seven of them. So, you know, we remember that from going to Club Tijuana. Like, it wasn't just La Masacre, right? Like, there were other factions around Estadio Caliente. So, you know, I, I feel like that's part of the growth as well. Like, of Did course, you know Nate Abarea has his own section at Estadio Caliente. It's uh, Abareaville, right? Mm, Abarea Alley, but yes. La, La Ciudad de Abarea. Si. So, uh, by the way, the border's open again. Just saying. Uh, it is? Yes. 
I know I got a rest stop here right across the border that we can go to anyway, just tossing it out there. But yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, you know, it was, I'm so glad we did this. You know, I really am. I'm so glad we did this. Nobody can predict the future, obviously. Right. But the, the future is not ours to predict. It is not ours to predict. And, and, you know, it's, it's an interesting time and it's an interesting off season and the club has some big decisions to make as well. I will say this Landon Donovan did say on the radio, he will be in San Diego in 2022. It's the one direct question. I, I made sure to say, like he'll live pro- here. He owns a, he owns a house here. You've been approached by an MLS team. What is your future in managing and being a head coach? He said, I will be the head coach of San Diego Loyal in 2022. Oh, he said those words. He yes. didn't just say I was going to be in San Diego. He wasn't like, I'm going to have a oh, yeah. box here. I'll yeah. be in San Diego every once in a while. I live there. What am I going to do? Sell? Yeah. Well, it's an easy in- commute when I'm new, the, when I'm the new galaxy head coach. They didn't make the postseason, So maybe <clears throat> they didn't. Neither did LAFC. Maybe that job's going to become available. Maybe. Imagine if Landon went and became the manager. Because Bob Bradley apparently is leaving there. Yeah, imagine. I'm not going to imagine. He's going to be here in 2022. Listen, Landon will not be here forever. No. But the question is, does he leave and come back someday if Loyal finds investor partners and goes on to become a major league soccer expansion team, Mm. which I think is part of the, you ask him that question. No, I did not, but he did say, I want to come in studio for, for an hour one day and just chop it up with you. Perfect. Our listeners will enjoy that. Yeah. So, Hey, and by the way, the meanwhile, now in the off season, you think, well, what's going to happen? I guess for a lot of supporters, you, you can focus in on trying to build a modular stadium in the Midway district, Mm -hmm. which I think would be an amazing idea. Having gone and seen a modular to start the season in Phoenix and seeing another modular in Sacramento, which by the way was way fucking better than Phoenix. It was, it was, what's orange County considered. What is that building? I don't know. I think it's part of the, I don't, I think that's a permanent, sorry, but but I mean, it's dude, like bleacher seating, but then there's also permanent structure as well. Yeah. Sacramento was legit. I thought Sacramento was really behind legit. the net was great. It reminded me of the Stadio Caliente with the wall. Oh, I mean, so I mean people will think of Dortmund I, probably, but I, that's Stadio Caliente is what I think. It's, then, it was yeah, steep. They got that whole VIC B section with the stage. I mean, it, it was really spectacular. Right. It was good. Yeah. That was fun. Well, and that was the well, other thing. We really didn't travel last year for matches and there are so many teams close by that away days and these bus rides that the locals put together are so fun darren went on one this year to la was that la orange county orange county orange county yeah so much fun Mm -hmm. and so those are the first opportunities you get but la orange county vegas phoenix chandler sorry i can't believe i said phoenix (laughs) (laughs) it was great i know those are all doable and now uh next year detroit how about that? I'm pretty stoked for that. Road trip? If we're playing. And next year, I wonder what the schedule is going to be like. Is it going to be a lot more? Is it just going to, it's not going to be these like Pacific division, mountain division, only play four times outside of your geographic division. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of playing some of these teams already. I mean, enough already with the fucking Tacoma. 
uncle. Get rid of these MLS two teams once and for all as well. Good God. Bye. Get out. They They can't be around forever. No. Uh, they're going to start their own thing, so get the fuck out of here. Yeah, let's move on. You're out. Got to go. Speaking of got to go, we got to go. I have to go pick up my son. He is not at my house, and I have yet to teach him how to drive home. Oh, do you know where he is? My dad's house? <laughs> I'm just kidding, everyone. He's at my dad's house. I know that for certain. I dropped him off there. Nice. Hmm. Well, cheers. Um, what a good season that was. Popping yes. champagne. Starting with Chelsea Football Club winning Champions League, which started a new tradition on Match Day Live, which if there is a Match Day Live in 2022, we're going to be coming to you from a champagne lounge somewhere. What I'm saying, man. The champagne lounge too much to ask for? We only asked for something every single week of the season. Was that too much to ask for, you think? (laughs) We asked every single week. How many of those things did we get? (laughs) Zero. We didn't talk about anything else but loyal, but that's all right. Listen, I've, I've had to go through the, uh, the emotional part of loyal season coming to an end. So I wasn't ready to come on this podcast and just like cry about it. You know, I was ready to be critical where it needed to be. And I was ready to appreciate the good times that we had because there were a lot of matches this year and we had a lot of fun this year too. It wasn't all bad. Although the finish was not so good. I I appreciate it. I do. I appreciate the relationships you make, the people you meet. Mm -hmm. I mean, how about all, how about like our guy Pato? How about? Love Pato, even though he doesn't do keg stands. He, well, in fairness, I don't think he knew what one was, but Kelly and Cassie, and I mean, we could go on. Megan, you finally got your green keeper kit from Megan. How awesome is Megan? She's one of the. She's amazing. Did you know? Ricardo. Hold on, slow down. Yeah, Ricardo too. He's, he does things. All right. I'm just kidding. We love Ricardo. Shannon. Did you know? Did you know? And Shannon. I got to work with Shannon. I did two matches this year. I didn't even bring that up. That was a huge moment. That's honestly, I should have brought it up earlier, but I really did appreciate those moments. That was a lot of fun. I was going to say the green jersey that I have, green jerseys are pretty special, right? Because they're, are they considered rare? Rare How do we, how do we describe the green kit? I know they were limited. Are they still limited or are they available to all now? I don't know the answer to that. But I believe I have the only green jersey with Megan's autograph on it. What do you think about that? I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, you should be. I asked for it and she delivered. What do you think the kit's going to look like next year? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Have you? 